And we are live. We're live in a recorded sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just how we like it. Um, how are you, Paul? I'm all right, mate. Same old. Uh, drinking more coffee than normal. How are you? Okay. Sorry? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Drinking the same amount of coffee as usual, which is none. Smart. Yeah. Keep it simple. An adequate amount of tea? Um, I'd say I average one cup of tea per week. One a week? On average. Well, I'll probably have some weeks where I have three or four, but I won't have a cup of tea for two weeks. Blimey. That is how maths works, though. Yeah, roughly. You're having no hot beverages. Next to none. No. I don't have any at work. Yeah. Welcome to the Hot Beverage Podcast. This week we speak coffee and tea. Next week we'll be really stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a short running podcast, that one. Um, how did you find football this week? Uh, way more exciting than I would have guessed, given the games on paper. Yeah, I think great Sunday slate of games. Really bad primetime games on paper and turned out to be pretty much in reality as well. Yeah, but even like the Sunday games were like, even the close ones, I just didn't think I cared. But then when you watch it, you're like, no, you do. You do care. Yeah. Um. All right, without further ado, should we go to a rep? Uh, yes. Cool. Um, so, Thursday Night Football, the Carolina Panthers went to Chicago and lost 13-16 in a game that looked pretty bad on paper and ended up being very bad. Um, I did not watch this game. I normally watch all the primetime games. I didn't watch that because it sounded boring. I don't think you missed out. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. I mean, it's Bears, Panthers. Um, Yeah, I think the interesting thing with this game is that it's the two teams involved in that number one overall pick um, trade. Right. Yeah, because Chicago had the number one pick and traded with Carolina. Yeah. Um. Which means a number of things. One of the things it means is that Chicago have Carolina's pick this year or next year, twenty twenty four draft. So it's going to be a good year to have it because mm. they are doing shit. Yeah. So by by beating Carolina, Chicago have done themselves a, a big favor in that they've increased the chances that Carolina and therefore Chicago will have the number one overall pick. Yeah. Result. Result for Chicago. Big time. And maybe next year they'll be good. For Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, I did say that last year, though. Yeah, I like, know. About this sort year. of the joke. <laughs> um, there's always another year. Um, that's enough on that one. Bear in mind we didn't watch it. Speaking of boring games, Speaking Colts of boring at games. New England. Colts at New England at Frankfurt. With a whopping score of 10-6 to Colts. 
Crazy. My bet. I normally do this, but what are you doing? Uh, I reckon I can do this podcast solo. <laughs> I'm slowly learning what you do, and I'm just going to do all of it. I reckon you'd be able to do it solo, but they'd never come out on time. Well, I just need to watch you edit it. <laughs> um, yeah, did you watch this game? Uh, oh, no, this was the one that was on during the day. Yes. I was game. I was free and chose not to. Oh, okay. Because seems unnecessary. New England don't care. Yeah, New England are not good. Um, I didn't watch it because I was busy, but I did hear that Max Jones got benched at the end of this game. Um, okay, he played the whole game and then got benched. I think I think pretty much for the last drive, by the sounds of it. Which, bear in mind, you're only four points down. One drive is all you need. Um, but yeah, just, yeah. New England, it's all bad in New England. And a bit better in Indianapolis. They avoid a banana skin and stay roughly in the middle in the AFC, which is where the majority of teams in the AFC seem to be. Yeah. Um, the other good thing was, I'd say it's good, Jonathan Taylor seems to be the number one back in Indianapolis again now. I think it's good for them um, and it's good for John's fantasy team as well. Result, eh? Yeah. Alright, should we get into some meaty games now? I'm looking forward to Houston at Bengals. Okay, well that's not the next one, so oh, this is why like maybe this. I do it. Um, the next one is Cleveland go to Baltimore and out of nowhere, beat the Ravens 33-31. Come back from 14 points behind in the fourth quarter to win against all odds. Yeah, one of the best games of the week. Yes, In absolutely. my opinion. Uh, two of the best teams playing each other. Yeah, two of the best defences. And very, it ends up being a very, very high-scoring very, game. Very close. Annoyingly, Jermaine uh, Ford was the rushing leader, and I've just dropped him from my fantasy. I say just. It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's just. Okay. Um, um, yeah, great game. Yeah, I think it's kind of scary what Cleveland could be if they put it all together, and Deshaun Watson plays like people think he can. Then it's like, oh, okay, actually this team could be one of the best in the league. And they just haven't been thus far. Um, A big caveat, which I only found out about 15 minutes ago, was that it has now been reported that Deshaun Watson is going to undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. Oh my God, what? I was saying that quickly. So... That changes things again for Cleveland. So does that mean from next week he's out? I think he's, yeah, he's out. I think he's done, done, Romeo done. I'm not sure that will affect them that much, though. I mean, to be honest, up till this week, PJ Walker and Deshaun Watson have been, I thought, as good as each other. Pretty interchangeable. Um, this week, Deshaun Watson had some good moments where you saw, you know, okay, this is kind of what. Cleveland were seeing in him and whatever. 
But um, yeah, obviously, I think in a tough division, and it is a very tough division, Baltimore, Cleveland, who are the other two teams, Paul, in the AMC North? I don't bloody know. Okay, fine. Baltimore, Cleveland, <laughs> Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Ah, uh, pretty rough, uh, rough division there. Very rough division. All got winning records. Um, the two favourites for that division, Cincinnati and Baltimore, lost this week. Um, and face off on Thursday night football this week, which by the time this has come out has already happened. So that is was exciting. Yeah, everyone listening to this on Friday would be like, "Oh, no, that game was shit." Well, the result is still exciting to me to find out. Yeah, I mean, very, yeah, very much so. Um, I was about to ask you who you got your money on, but that's literally a segment we will do later. Yep, we got us a little tease for later. Find out yeah. who John's got his metaphorical money on. I think you should have to do literal money. Well, um, no, I don't think so. I don't have much money. Yeah, I'd, smart, like to, I'd like to keep it all for me, please. Not gamble any. Nope. Gambling budget is zero this year. You're, you've been quite good at guessing them, though. Well. You keep that up and maybe you don't need to work. I think I would still need to Professional work. Professional gambler. Um, should we move on to the next one, which we've already mentioned? The Houston Texans. 30, the Cincinnati Bengals 27. This was the best game of the week. This was the best game of the week. Yep. Yep. Uh, don't know. It was just amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, obviously I mean, it wasn't a perfect game from CJ Stroud. Like, he threw at least one pick that I remember being very costly at the end but it wasn't a perfect game but he looked better than Joe Burrow I would say yeah or at least similar level in that game and with what most people would rookie. say is a worse supporting cast um, I think I mean I've not been following the league long enough to know the last time there was a rookie that was this exciting but it probably was Joe Burrow yeah. Um, I sort of, I remember his rookie season, I think he got hurt. I remember that, but I wasn't really as clued in to know what that really meant at the time. Um, and yeah, CJ Stroud does it again, whatever it was, 40 seconds left, no timeouts, game winning drive, this time a field goal, kicked by a player who was unemployed last week. Yeah. <laughs> Because last week they had their injury and then they had their running back kicking the field goals. This week they got, I want to say Amendola. I'm not entirely confident in that. But they got a new kicker in off the street and kicked the game winner from I don't know how far away it was. 45 yards. Exciting stuff. Super exciting. But yeah, yeah, best game of the week. Best game and of the week. And it's the result. 90% of people wanted. Yeah. 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 A lot of people would have wanted this result. If you really feel like underdogs, 
Yeah. Although I don't know how long they're going to feel like underdogs because they've got Dell as well, and CJ Stroud, both great rookies. Yeah, Tank Dell played very so, nice, little boy. Next year or maybe the year after, they could be one of the tops, top teams. Yeah, it's very exciting because they got a rookie, obviously rookie quarterback, rookie receiver. We've mentioned um, Damian Pierce is a second year running back who I think was hurt in this game, but it looked very promising. A rookie head coach, if you can call him that, first time being a head coach. Yeah. Um, D'Amico Ryans, who's a defensive head coach as well. So you'd expect the defense to, to take a step forwards in year two and three. So Haven't they got all right draft capital as well? I'm making that up. Um, they traded away some of their picks to move up because they picked uh, second and then they traded... To move up to third as well, if you remember. So okay. they don't have their They're first overall pick. Okay. No, their first round pick. The first round, yeah. Um, but I think still, it's still exact times. And bear in mind, Houston have been the worst team in the league for a long time. There and thereabouts. Yeah. So, yeah, I very much enjoyed enjoyed watching that game. And it was dramatic. It was very dramatic. Um. Keeping things in the AFC South, the San Francisco 49ers go to Duval County and turn over the Jacksonville Jaguars 34-3. The Jags on a five-game winning streak. The Niners on a three-game losing streak. Both those streaks end in Jacksonville. In a game which John thought was very nice indeed. Understandably. But... In terms of watching it not as a 49ers fan, pretty boring game. So one incredibly one-sided. But Well, uh, yeah. But, I mean, bloody crazy how one-sided it was given how good Jags are this year. Yeah, I mean, the Jags were, what, 6-3, and three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, maybe even yeah, six after, and two. I don't know if they've had a buy yet. We're on week ten, so oh, six and three. Yeah. Um. Wait. No, this right? was six and two. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I, yeah. Going um, into the week ten game, they would have played nine games. But if they had a buy, they would have played eight. Six correct. and two is eight. Get maths. Yeah, but they did have their buy, so they're six and two. Which was it? Yeah. Okay. So they're now six and three. <laughs> the Niners are also now six and three. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy same. Why did you lose the Vikings? That was stupid, weren't it? Yeah. See, one thing I like. Well, obviously, I didn't like any of the losses that Niners had, but in a way, I'd rather lose to the Browns, the Vikings. And then smash Jacksonville and Dallas. Then do a bit one like what Miami are doing, which is smash all the shit teams and then lose to the big teams. I feel like it bodes better for January or and maybe February to beat the good teams and to know how to win the big games. I mean, undoubtedly, when it comes to playoffs, you're much more likely be playing 
Jags, then you will um, Vikings. Well, I mean, that's not true. Not literally those two, but you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> I mean, the Vikings are, are actually on a five-game win streak now as well. We haven't got to that game yet, but uh, yes, spoilers. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, a couple of quick notes from John on this game. Um, very good performance. I felt the need to write that down for some reason. Um, one thing that pleased me the most was the defense. Like that's kind of what's been the big disappointment for me was having the best defense in the league last year, and then looking pretty like middle of the pack for certainly the last few weeks. Obviously, where they've lost. Um, but to keep Trevor Lawrence to three points um, was a big, a big thing. And having Chase Young in a big part of that, he was getting a lot of snaps on the defensive line, was very nice. Um, and another thing that I enjoyed was that fumble recovery touchdown. Do you remember this? Where there was a fumble. It was recovered by Ambry Thomas, the Niners corner. And he was kind of on the floor, but then no one touched him. So yeah, he just, he got, just up got up and ran. ran. The and then scored a touchdown. And then it was whistled back because some of the Niners players, including head coach Carl Shanahan, had walked onto the field during the play. Yeah. Um, I've I thought that was wild because no one really knew why it was whistled back at the time. Or at least I didn't. It wasn't obvious from what the referee had said, you know, when he does his little announcement. Um, but anyway, and yeah, I'd never really seen that happen before. And it's one of the ones that I feel like if Shanahan wasn't also guilty of it, those players would have got fucking grilled after the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Maybe less so because it was so one-sided. Mm. Had that been know. the difference, that yeah, would have I mean, been insane. Imagine losing by three. Yeah. And like that was, would have meant you won by four or whatever. Yeah, so that was that was a weird play, but you know, it was a nice play. And obviously at the time, we didn't think it was going to get called back. So we still had that moment. Um. The only other highlight for me from this game was um, you might remember George Kittle's touchdown where uh, Purdy was kind of pressured, threw it up, deep-ish. Kittle kind of catches it and then runs another, what, like 25, 30 yards to the end zone. Right. And then when when you watch the film back, as soon as Kittle catches it, Shanahan looks and walks the other way celebrating. He doesn't even <laughs> check to see if he got <laughs> tackled. He just knows the kill's going to... And I was like, kill's I like that. Get tackled. He's not going to get... He didn't. Yeah. He walked in. He had a great game. Um, but anyway, yeah. Brian Baldinger on Twitter um, showed me that. And I was like, that's... I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's nice to get back to winning ways. Would you like us to move on? Yeah, I'm interested in which game is next. In which game is next? Which game's next? Um, the New Orleans Saints 
to go to Minnesota and lose 27-19 to Josh Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings. Another big game for tight ends. Hawkinson had a great game. TJ Hawkinson had a great game. Dobbs had a good game. Almost yeah. threw it away at the end. Like The Saints were given many opportunities to go and tie this game up or even win it, and they did not take them. Yeah. A lot of mistakes. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was a great game. Dobbs did really well. Yeah, I mean, Dobbs... I don't, something about him. Just got a root for the guy. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like everyone really likes him, but I don't really understand why. But I also like him. It must just be the underdog thing, I guess. But he, he's played really well. Like, if he played like this for the whole season, I don't know. I want to say he'll be a starter next year. Somewhere. I mean, I know he was a starter this year. He was um, only a starter this year because Murray was... Because Kyler Murray was injured. And he was, you know, traded... A week before the season started. He's playing at the level of uh, NFL QB1. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, not if he... the best, but up there. Yeah, I'd say top half. Yeah, probably. He's better so, than a lot of these quarterbacks we're going to talk about. If he can, yeah, maintain that for the rest of the season, one of the teams will think to give him a go. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I think in this game, so in this game, Derek Carr went out with an injury. Um, can't remember what it might have been concussion. Anyway, doesn't matter. And then Jameis Winston came in. And it was, because Jameis Winston's like a weird, he was a very high draft pick, I think, by Tampa Bay. Um, and kind of was always kind of, there's two sides to him. There's the like, he might score five touchdowns. He might throw four interceptions and he might do both. Right. And in this game, he kind of did one and then the other. Like he scored two incredible touchdowns. Um, one to Alave, one to A.T. Perry, A.J. Perry. Was yeah, Alave had a big game from memory. Um, but then he threw... Two picks to end the game. And you're like, right, okay. This is why you're the backup. Well, we we remember now. <laughs> yeah. So the skill's sort of there. It's just the consistency's not. Yes. And you yeah. do sort of want consistency, I've heard. I'm not an expert. Yeah, I mean, at the quarterback position, you kind of want to know what you're getting. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you do know what you're getting. Well, what you're getting getting is crazy touchdowns and picks, turnovers. Yeah. Well, I think that's what that is what people have decided is going to happen, which is why he's not got a starting job anywhere. Yeah. Um. The Green Bay Packers go to Pittsburgh, lose twenty three nineteen. Do you have anything on this one? Uh, no. Packers are not a good team. Um, I think I said that last week. I'll say it again. John Love's not good. Packers are not a good team. The Steelers are a scrappy team. They shouldn't 
The Steelers should not win more than like six games this year. They've already won six. Well, um, a long losing streak, you reckon then? <laughs> <laughs> thing is, I don't. I don't think they will. But the way their offense is, they should lose a lot more games than they do. Um, let's move on. Another less interesting game. The Tennessee Titans, six. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20. Um, kind of, the in, for me, the interest in this game was Will Levis after he had two good weeks where we thought, okay, hold up. The Titans are on something here. And now, less so. Yeah, I don't really remember him being the problem, though. I don't remember this game super well. No, me either. I remember um, Evans had a he had a good game, but he also did make a couple of mistakes. Yeah, I think he had a really bad drop. Was it in the end zone? Oh, yeah. Not bad, yeah. Not bad necessarily because it was like insanely costly, although it would have been a touchdown. But maybe they then scored a touchdown anyway. But when it's just like such yeah, an easy like catch. Pitch and catch. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame because otherwise I feel like he had a really good game. I agree. I think he made some really good plays as well. He's a good player. He's He's got 100 yards, 100 receiving yards every season he's been in the league, which is about nine. Yeah. So that's that's consistency. That's what you want. And 1,000 yards is a lot. Like only the best receivers get that. So... He's been great. Um, and yeah, so a big win for Tampa Bay, who are in a shit division. Yeah, I would have thought this would have been a bit closer. So Tampa Bay did well. Yeah, they're kind of hot and cold. Um, but at the moment, if I was, let's think, the NFC fifth seed, i.e. the team in the playoffs who will play the winner of the NFC South, I would not be worried about any one of these teams. Fair. Tampa, don't scare me. New Orleans, sadly, don't scare me. Atlanta, definitely not. And then Carolina, obviously not. Um, speaking of, nice little segue, the Atlanta Falcons, 23, the Arizona Cardinals, 25. The Cardinals get Kyler Murray back and he uh, sort of wins in the game. He turned up. Yeah. It's nice having him back. Yeah. He's an exciting player to watch. He is. It was a sad game though. Why was it a sad game? Because I wanted Falcons and this was quite a winnable game. Yeah, so the Cardinals only had one win before this game. Yeah, Falcons are just consistently disappointing. Correct. I do feel like they have more quality than their like scores reflect. What you mean? You think they should have won more games than they have? Based on their team, I feel like I don't think they're like a top team, but I feel like they should be a bit better than they are. When you say based on their team, do you mean based on like the based, talent in the based team? on the talent of their players? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I think a lot of people would agree with you there. And the head coach is under a lot. of Pressure, we should say. Because, you know, like you say, Bijan, Carl Pitts, Drake London, 
in other teams, these would be you know a, a good wide receiver one, a good tight end, and uh, um, you know one of the best running backs in the league. And you got Algier, who's great. And as Tyler well. Algier, who's another one of the best running backs in the league. Cordell Patterson, who's a very useful weapon. And you know, the issue is, well, there's potentially lots of issues, but one of the issues is quarterback, where we saw. Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter in this game. And, well, neither were great. Ritter probably looked a bit better in the end, but... I think you have to say it's either the coaching or it's the quarterback. Or yeah. it's a bit of both. But, yeah, they need to make a change to one of those two. Yeah, they, I mean... They should be doing better with the weapons they have. Yeah, the thing is, if you're going to lose, lose with your best players. Give the ball to your best players. Yeah. Bijan actually gets the ball Smith. a little bit this game, which is good. Yeah, Bijan did get it a bit more. He had a he had a carry within the 10-meter line, which is a bit of a rarity. He scored that touchdown. Yeah. He just walked in. But... um. Yeah, I'd be quite happy to see the Falcons not win another game. It also wouldn't really surprise me as well if they didn't win another game. I mean, they just lost to Cardinals, so there's not many people that I'm going to be backing them against. No, I mean... The... I don't know who else they've got, but I'd say they are potentially better than New England and Panthers. Yeah. And well... maybe Giants. That yeah. might be it. I mean... Luckily for Atlanta, they have a very easy schedule, as everyone in the South does. But, yeah, I just I don't care anymore. They're no. done, as far as I'm concerned. Um, anything on Arizona? Did not mention them. Good win for them. Carla Murray's back. Yeah. Well done, Arizona. Well done. Yep. Well done. So we were we were analysing all the all the weapons for Atlanta and Arizona, the winning team. We're just well done. Well, I think their win it was more reflective of Atlanta than of them. Yeah, but I think the thing is with Arizona is they've never been a good team, talent wise, very very bad, Arizona. But they've always had a bit of like grit about them. There's something that's kind of appealing to them, I think. They've got a bit of a spark, I feel. Got a bit of a spark. With James Connor, with Kyler Murray, and you've got the tight end Trey McBride stepping up and making some big plays and some catches. They he could was be the receiving leader in, the, in game. the game. Yeah. Yeah. See. Um Do you say tight end? Is yeah, rookie tight end. This year is the year of the rookie tight end. Bloody hell. This week was also the week for tight ends receiving leaders. Well, perhaps. Kittle and Hawkinson also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's very, I think Kyler Murray and Justin Fields are sort of in very similar situations in that because of the teams they're on and the kind of position those teams will be in the draft, both those teams come, what, April, will need to decide whether or not they're going to draft 
a quarterback. Um, they might have to trade up depending how many wins Arizona, Chicago, well, how many wins Arizona or Carolina get. But they have the capital, have the draft capital to do that to Arizona um, and Chicago. So then you, but both of those have promising ish uh, quarterbacks already on their team. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's less promising, more of like an established uh, top 10 kind of player. Yep. Justin Fields, less established. They've still got a very much promise and hope about him, I think. Um, and Justin Fields is back this week, like the week coming. Justin, uh, obviously, Kyler is already back. And they're going to both be playing now to prove that they're good enough. Or if the teams have already decided we're going to draft someone to increase their trade value to go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, either way to prove they're good enough. It's just to prove they're good enough. Yeah, for who? To play, yeah, either there or for someone else. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you've got those two teams in very similar situations. Because um, Arizona have the Texans pick as well, which won't be as high as we were thinking earlier in the year it might be, but will still be valuable. Yeah. Obviously, Chicago, as we already mentioned, have Carolina's pick. Um, right. Another contender for game of the day. Detroit Lions, Lions 41. Los Angeles Chargers 38. The Lions get a huge win at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. And Dan Campbell's team goes 7-2. and two. One game behind the Eagles in the NFC. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I didn't actually realize it was seven and two. I think Eagles are eight and one, and then the Lions are seven and two, and then yes, the Niners and a bunch of other teams, Cowboys, are six and three. Yeah, I mean this was crazy scoring. Yeah, I think the only thing I wrote down on my phone for this game was defense optional. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean that sort of is a bit of a concern for Detroit. Because the Ravens put like 30 points on them a few weeks back. Um, so if you're going to go deep into the playoffs, you will need to stop teams from scoring. Yeah, Chargers haven't been a great team this year. Whereas Lions have. So therefore, Lions should win by a bigger margin. But well, I think Chargers have, shown, game. Chargers have shown in, like, in pieces enough on offense to make the argument that on their day they're one of the best offences in the league. Especially with Justin Herbert at the helm who on his day is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Do you reckon this was their day? Well, it could have been. This is the sort of thing that happens to the Chargers a lot. Well, they have their day against one of the best teams in the league. I mean, they score a lot of points and still lose. Yeah. Um, That's classic. Obviously, they scored... What they were twenty-seven nothing up against the Jags uh, in the playoffs last year and ended up losing. Oh yeah, that was um, bloody insane. So yeah, Charge and the Vikings are sort of twinned in that kind of sort of close game. I don't know. Although last year the Vikings were really good at close games, they won all their like one-score games or something crazy. 
um, the charge is kind of the flip side of that a bit, I think. Okay. They always find new ways to lose games. It's quite remarkable. It's a skill. But, um, yeah, Jameer Gibbs had a big game here. The rookie running back. Montgomery had a big game. Montgomery had a big game. And I think they mentioned it in commentary, but it's something that I spoke about in the in the preseason, like before the season started. I was kind of saying, why Detroit throwing away their running backs from last year, who were so good, which is Jameis, oh, what's his first name? Jamal, Jamal Williams and Dondre Swift. Uh, who were both great last year. Jamal Williams got the most touchdowns out of anyone in the league. And just replaced him with Dave Montgomery, who was in Chicago and sort of looked fine. And a rookie, who a lot of people say was overdrafted. Like, maybe was the end of the first round or in the second. And they drafted him, can't remember, about 15th or 12th or something like that. But now... Now, now they look smart. Yeah. And similarly, people were saying, why have you drafted Jack Campbell, the linebacker? I think that was also in the first round. Um, and uh, he's he's looked really good. So a lot of things that people were saying about Detroit, like, oh, I'm not sure about this, not sure about that. They're proving everyone wrong. And I love it. Two of my favorite teams in this game. One of them had to lose, but... Good way to watch it, though. At least you didn't watch one better the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Although, for like Niners reasons, I was backing the Chargers. I didn't want them to win more. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, Detroit are well and truly in the hunt for the number one over, number one seed. I almost said number one overall pick. Number one seed in the NFC. Which is yeah. crazy. For the number one overall pick, they're a bit fucked. Yeah. They've messed up big time winning all them <laughs> games. Um, all right. Shall we talk uh, about a different high-scoring game? Yes, not as high-scoring, but not far off. The Dallas Cowboys, 49. The New York Giants, 17. Whoa. I mean, this is quite quite a small margin of victory for this fixture. Because you remember on week one, Dallas beat the Giants. Forty to nothing. Yeah, so this was a this was a close one. Yeah, so the aggregate score from this fish was eighty nine seventeen over two <laughs> over two games. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best teams in the league against one of or the worst. Yeah, with Tommy DeVito playing quarterback. I didn't know that. Is that Giants quarterback? Back yeah, he's their third string quarterback. Third. Grew up in New Jersey, I believe, which is obviously where the Giants play. Um, so it's nice for him, but he's Would not going to... Nice if he didn't, so he didn't lose by 30 points. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. Tommy DeVito is not going to be in the league for a particularly long time, I don't think, based on what we've seen. Sadly for him. Um. But yeah, Dallas. Dak looks like great. CD Lamb has got to be top three receiver in the league. 
Yeah. If you don't include Justin Jefferson because so. he's injured, I'd say you've got Hill and AJ Brown and CD Lambs next, I think. Yeah, he's the reason I lost my uh, fantasy game this week. Oh, CD Lambs on the other side. CD Lamb was the other side. It was my team <laughs> against CD Lamb, and my team lost. Yeah. Um, Although, interestingly, not the most receiving uh, yards for that game. Cooks was. Oh, Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's someone who they acquired from the Texans uh, this offseason. And I kind of thought it was a really good pickup. And then he's been fairly quiet. And this was by far his biggest game this week. Yeah. Made a freaking splash. Yeah, I think... But a late splash. (laughs) The only thing that concerns me a bit with Dallas... Well, it's not even really a concern. I'm just... I don't really know why Tony Pollard is struggling so much. The number one running back. Has not been hitting anything like the numbers one would expect. No. Um, I've not been watching Dallas closely enough to know if they're putting in other guys or they're just not running much at all. They're just passing time. But I think if you're going to go deep in the playoffs, you need a run game, a good run game. Um. But yeah, I think they got another guy, right? Dowdle. Dude. Dude. Dodle. Dodle. No, have you got written down? Yeah, I've got some stats in front of me. Oh, okay. How many snaps? Did, how many carries did Dodle have? How many uh, carries did Pollard have? Don't have those sort of stats. Ah, okay. <laughs> but uh, Dodle uh, got 79 yards against Giants. Okay. The he was the rushing leader of the game. So I can't compare, but I know he had mm. the most. Dak Prescott was the passing leader, unsurprisingly. Well, but not yeah. I not only of the game though, of the week. Yeah. So he be who was his most narrow Gino Smith, who we'll talk about very shortly. Uh, and CJ Stroud, yeah, Stroud were the two nearest. Well, Is John okay, using sorry. the internet? Yeah, I'm trying to look up. You went um, quiet, so I suspected that's what. Yeah, sorry. On. Trying to get rushing statistics. Um, Eureka Dowdle, twelve carries for seventy-nine yards and a touchdown. Um. Tony Pollard, 15 carries, so more, for 55 yards, so less, and no touchdowns. Yeah, not great. And C.D. Lamb had a rushing touchdown. So even C.D. Lamb... (laughs) So C.D. Lamb's doing better than Pollard at Pollard's game. Well, I didn't quite have as many rushing yards, but... Yeah, sort of, yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to the next one? Is it Commanders at Seahawks? Uh, yes, it is. So Pollard was doing arguably 
better at rushing. Yeah. Even though he was a receiver. Who do you think was the best receiver in that game? Who do you think was the best receiver? Most receiving yards. Hmm. I'm guessing it's not a receiver. Otherwise, you wouldn't have just said it like that. Perhaps. Is it Brian Robinson? Yep. My second favourite B. Robinson running back. Nice. Yeah. 119 receiving yards. Yeah. Um, we're kind of a weird game. Washington is still sort of competitive in every game they play, despite trading away their entire defensive line at the deadline. Um, and yeah, only losing by another last minute field goal in this one. Yeah, it feels a bit bad for them because I mean, they're against Seahawks, who've been a good team this year. Yeah. I feel like they should get like something from losing so narrowly to such a good team, but obviously that's not how it works. They no. should get like half a win. That's what I think. I mean, then you're getting very close to the to a lot of spots where you get three points for a win and one for a draw. But wait, no. Because you get points for losing by not much. If it's against a good Seahawks team, yeah. Okay, yeah, then this is silly now. <laughs> Who else would Chargers therefore would also get some points? Yeah. Narrowly losing to Lions. The Ravens get points for losing to the Browns? Uh, yeah. Jags would get no freaking points. Because they lost by too much. They got smashed up. Right, okay. I don't think that's going to work. No, me neither. But <laughs> don't know until you try. Um, Sunday night football. I mean, not a, not a great one for Sunday night football. The New York Jets go to Vegas to play the Raiders and lose twelve to sixteen. They score a grand total of zero touchdowns in this game. Um, they look very bad. The Raiders look only slightly better. And yeah, two rubbish teams against each other. Yeah, not great all round, really. Okay for Wilson's. I mean, Zach Wilson had his moments, sort of. He's just not good enough. I hate to say it. What do I? I didn't mind saying it. He's not good enough. Um, he had a momentary dive for the pylon, which I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. But his foot was out just as he dove. Like, oh, he just needs something good to better. happen. But he's just, he's just not. He's had a lot of opportunity. Like he, he's what in his third season now? Is he? He had two as a starter, and this one where he was supposed to be the backup, but was the starter after you know four snaps of week one. Um, but yeah, just not good enough. It's a shame because it's a good Jets team, especially on the defense. And they've got some good weapons on offense as well. Garrett Wilson and Brees Lightning. Like, anyway. They are just missing, I don't know, the pieces aren't together, are they? No, well, they're missing a quarterback is the main thing. 
the the offensive line is another issue, but yeah, I feel like you could scheme around some things. A bad offensive line, you can scheme around a bit to a point if you can rely on them to do some things, or you know you can have tight ends helping out or backs helping out. But it's just too many things with the quarterback. You just can't scheme around everything. So yeah, I think that's fine. They're fucked. Um, so we move on. Yeah, sure. Now we've declared them fucked. Didn't mention the Raiders, but they won with Aiden O'Connell. Um and no head coach. Oh yeah, no head coach. Yeah. Bit crazy. But they've done a lot better since not having head coach. The interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, I believe is his name. Um seems quite likable and they seem you know. Seem to be playing hard for him, but well, maybe they're going to get him so far. If they win a few more uh, games, maybe loads of teams will get rid of their head coaches. See how it goes. Sure, that is probably what's going to happen. Um, the Denver Broncos go to Buffalo on Monday Night Football and defeat the Buffalo Bills in. A ridiculous game. Um, what did you make of this one? Um, didn't watch it. Go. Cool. Because I thought pretty obvious he's going to win. Yep. Now super frustrated that I didn't watch it. It wasn't a high quality game. I assume it was Buffalo making a lot of mistakes. Buffalo made a lot of mistakes. Because that's but, Buffalo's game there. So the fact that they've lost makes me think they've messed up a lot. I just can't imagine Broncos being amazing and being better than Buffalo's standard. Yeah, so the so Buffalo made a lot of mistakes on offense. Four turnovers. So you had, let me try and remember them. James Cook fumbled it on the very first play. Then not a good start. Josh Allen threw an interception which should have been caught by the receiver. So the receiver kind of deflected it. So it's not on the quarterback, but um you had a botched handoff where Allen went to hand it to Cook and dropped it before the ball got to Cook. Um and he had a had another interception. Which was on Allen. I think that might have been the mole. Um, and in a way, it's remarkable that the game was so close, given the amount of opportunities Buffalo gave to Denver to put the game out of sight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, what you had at the end, I mean, but I mean, Denver, it was a weird game. Denver missed two extra points as well. Which meant that at the end, um, Denver led by six, gave the ball back to Buffalo with about three minutes left, and Buffalo went down the field, scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point. We're leading by one, but kind of left, kind of did it too quickly, and Denver came back and uh, scored the field goal. Would you okay. like to hear a few of the highlights I wrote down? Yes, please. Um, 
So weirdly, when Buffalo were doing well on offense, it was the run game. James Cook, even though he fumbled it twice, um, arguably three times, depending how you count them, um, it was the run game that kind of saved them in he a lot of ways. The rushing lead of the game. We were 109. Yeah, well, he was good. I mean, when he held the ball, he, you know, remembered to keep hold of it. He was very good. Um, all right, turnovers killing Bills. We've discussed that. Um, Bills defense keeping them in the game. I thought I said that already. Oh, this was a weird one. I think this was on the final drive of the game. James Cook was running, ran sort of about 10 yards or so, and then dropped the ball. I can't remember if it was like through collision or something, but dropped the ball and it just bounced straight back into his hands like a basketball dribble. Okay. And they just kept going for another like 30 yards. Um, That's unusual. I thought you'd enjoy that. But, um, and then the big drama was at the end. So I mentioned that Denver got the game winning field goal with zeros on the clock, which is true. But what happened was, well, I mean, all kinds of clock management stuff that was weird, but also, so he's got a kick to win it. Um, but they've got a, the clock isn't stopped, right? So they run the previous play, which is a kneel down, and then they have to run off and get the field goal team on quickly and kick it, right? Right. You with me? And then, which means the defense have to do the same thing. And what happened is they did it, blah, 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 kicked the field goal. Field goal missed. So Buffalo win the game, but flagged for having too many players on defense. They had 12 big men on the field. Figure that's what happened. How did you figure that's what happened? Well, based on what you were saying. Right, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like when I mentioned that they got the game in a field goal, you're like, oh, probably for 12 men on the field. <laughs> um, yeah, so then they, um, they try again from five yards closer and they get it. Um, do you have any questions about that game? No questions. No. Some breaking news related to that game, so I'll give it to you now. Okie doke. Well, she's not breaking news to anyone listening to this, but it's newish. The Bills offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey has been fired. He gone. Well, from after the game. Yep. Yeah. I think it was the next day, maybe two days later. He gone. Probably full turnovers didn't help. Well, just for having a bad offense with very talented players. Yeah. Um, you, you think about the Giants game, which they did win, but they only scored like 14 points or whatever it was against the Giants and losing to whoever they lost to. Lost to the Jets in the first game. Was it Miami? Jags? I think they beat Miami. Anyway, they've had a lot of bad losses and even some of their wins have been bad. Um so he's gone now. And I, I think they've got some interim, but we'll see if that helps. But a big second half of the season for the Bills, who are now, what, two games behind the Dolphins? Maybe more? No, two games behind. Yeah. So they've got time, but not looking great. And they've got, they've got a rough schedule. They've got 
I think they've got the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys in the next three weeks. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. So, whatever's going to happen, it's got to happen soon. Otherwise, they won't make the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, anyway, we've been going on for ages. That concludes that bit. Do anything you want to say about week 10 that we haven't already covered? No, don't think so. I think we've covered no. it. Lovely. Should we do our little, whatever we call these bits? Yeah, don't know what we call it, but yeah. So let's begin with stock rising team. A team whose stock has gone up, in your estimation, after week 10. My honourable mention? Sure. San Francisco. Nice. They smashed up one of the best teams in the league. Correct. And they've obviously... That wouldn't be stock rising if they did that after their win streak at the beginning. Because that would have been expected. But after losing a few... Their stocks are rising, but the answer is Texas. Ah, okay. I went for the Niners. Yeah. Um, reminded me a lot of when Niners beat the Cowboys, um, which was also a nice feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a big moment. Big moment, yeah. And, you know, if this team can stay healthy, because San Francisco had Debo and Trent Williams back this week, and it made a big difference, so... They stay healthy. It'll be hard to beat, but you never know. Uh, stock falling? Sure. Stock falling. I've gone for Falcons. I hate to say it. Yeah. I went but... for I went for Falcons as well. Yeah. I think stick a fork in them. Because they're forking done. Right. They are fucking done. Yeah, fucking done. Um, yeah, and I just don't like him anymore. Like, what? I want the players to do well. I like the play, but just as an as an organization, maybe just the head coach. I'm just like, I'm fed up. Give it Bijan. That's what everyone's like, screaming, I, isn't it? I had so much patience for this team, but no, I'm done. I'm out on the Falcons. Yeah. Until until they have one good week and then I'm back in. And it's over. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I also had honorable mentions for the Bills and the Jags. Um the Bills I'm more concerned about because of their schedule and their record as well. The Jags had a bad had a bad week, but I expect them to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no honorable mentions, but agreed with yeah, scared for Bills. Yeah, and on the stock rising, I forgot to mention, honourable mention to the Minnesota Vikings, who I believe are now on a five-game win streak. Yeah, crazy where they are now. Yeah, we know Justin Jefferson started. and no Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I really? mean... They're well and truly in the NFC playoff picture. Well and they truly. Take away their weapons and they'll be better and better. Mm-hmm. And Jefferson will be back soon. Let's uh, 
I don't know. Injure their head coach. Fuck it. Nah. They'll be they'll be well good. Nah. That's a long way away. Yeah, fair. You can do it remotely, surely. Well, no, not me. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Who is your week ten MVP? We were speaking about Vikings weapons. Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs is your MVP. I think he smashed it. Nice. I like that. I say I like that. I mean, I like Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Understandably so. I've gone for the second week running CJ Stroud. Fair. Who was better than Joe Burrow, who is top three quarterback in the league. So. Yeah. See, this round must be there or thereabouts. I wonder. I've not. I've not looked this up. But I wonder if you looked three weeks ago, what odds you would get on CJ Stroud winning MVP, and what you would get now. I reckon they have changed drastically. Yeah, I mean, you mean like rookie of the year? No, I mean MVP. Oh, damn! So not a rookie. I think I can't think of. I'm not saying the ten players have a better it. shot. I'd say, who would I think is more likely to win it than CJ Stroud at this point? Lamar Jackson, maybe. I mean, Joe Burrow still maybe. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. There's still, I I wouldn't say his favorite. Is it pretty much always a quarterback? Because you've only said quarterbacks. Pretty much always, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it will depend how the rest of the season goes. I mean, I would probably, if I had to guess now, I'd give it to Lamar, but I don't have to guess. But you just have done? I say if I were to guess, it would be I haven't guessed Lamar. If I, mean, I were to guess, it's an important semantic distinction. Um, okay. All right. The darkness retreat moment. A place where the light is so low you fear to go. That rhymes. Whoa. Um, whoa, that rhymes as well. Um, do you have one of these? Uh, not really. I've sort of cheated and just said uh, Arizona beating Falcons. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, that's that sounds one of my highlights. Uh, <laughs> you said that was your highlight. It wasn't my highlight, but it was one of okay. my favorite favorite moments. Um, I've so I've written two down. One doesn't count because I didn't actually watch it. But at the end of the New England game, I saw this as a clip. So New England have the ball. It's their backup quarterback who's in because Mac Jones has been benched. Um, whoops. Um, so Bailey Zappi is in at quarterback and they're running out of time. They all rush. They, I guess they complete a path. They rush to the line to spike it. They pretend to spike it and run a play. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And then he throws an interception. <laughs> so, and that's the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. So- Sad finish that in it. So I like the ambition of a fake spike. Um, 
the interception, not so much. But you know, I'm quite happy seeing the Patriots lose as well. Um, but the bit that I did genuinely not like was the penalty that gave the Broncos a second attempt at that field goal. Because I was rooting for the Bills. The Bills, I like the Bills in the AFC. Um, so I was quite pleased that they won, that the Bills had won. Yeah. And then when the penalty comes in, I'm like, fuck's sake. That's what I said. I said, fuck's sake. And then uh, no, I said, the Broncos won. So that was, that's good. Yeah. Not, not the one, that. Very much not the one. All right. Okay. Bum, but what was the one? Highlight of the week. What have you got? So, you're tell- going to tell me. Right. What I've got is, I remember it vividly, but I don't remember what the teams were. Okay. But it was early window of the right. Sunday games. Okay. And I believe it was a going to be a punt return and like a second after the dude catches it he just gets steamrolled over how am I going to remember that come on so someone someone catches a punt and then gets tackled (sighs) you always say like that it doesn't sound very memorable does it that was your highlight of the whole week it Ah, oh, I'm gonna to need to find it now. It was awesome. He literally caught it, took one step, but like obviously not like he was walking anywhere. Like he was going to sprints. So you think he'd have a lot of momentum with him, and just gets like plowed over. It was insane. Okay, I mean I have to take your word for it because I don't remember. I don't remember that moment, but it sounds like a good tackle. So if you want your tackle as the highlight of the week, you can have that. You're supposed to know these things. <laughs> okay. Um, I really struggle for highlight of the week this week just because all mine were very general, like the whole Texans game, for example. Yeah. Um, so my answer will be that that final drive for the Texans, which I think is what it was last week as well. Um so I've doubled up on CJ Stroud for the second week in a row. But um, there was also a very nice scramble from Kyler Murray, which I enjoyed watching because it's like watching a video game when you watch him play because he's like half the size of everyone else and he's just sort of running around in circles and no one can catch up with him. <laughs> and uh, he ended up, he probably, he snapped it. I don't know if you've seen this. He was scrambling around. Probably ended up running about 15 yards backwards. Yeah, and he ended um, up going forward. And like side to side as well. And then ended up getting a first down. I think it was like third and ten. And I'm getting the first down and more, which was on the final drive, which in the end, uh, Arizona scored on and, and won the game with a last second field goal, of which there were so many this week. Yeah, there was a lot of field goals to win I think the it was game. Five, maybe. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's my honourable mention, maybe. Yeah. Well done, Kyla. Yeah. Good lad. Um, then that just brings us to the news. 
which I've already told you, which is Deshaun Watson to undergo season-ending shoulder surgery, which is hard to say. Season-ending shoulder surgery, yeah, um, which obviously we're all so sad about. And if the surgery went wrong and he could never play again, we'd all be gutted. All of us. We'd all be so sad. Me, um, you, gutted. Because <laughs> we love him. You run out of people pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the other news is that the Bills OC is gone. Yeah. Fired out here. But Bye. we've covered those things. So, did you have any news? News or notes? I mean, my highlight of the week was a tackle from a team. Yeah. No, I don't have any news. So, you, you don't have any news that any of my news outlets have missed. You're just riding nah. that tackle. No, I obviously had those two pieces of news written down as well, but oh, yeah, now you've mentioned them. Those were actually my only two. Okay. Um, shall what we I do rattle... have written down is my week 11 picks. Oh, you've been practicing your segues, Paul. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, when I should have been figuring out who tackled who. I'm going to do that after this. You're still and trying gonna... to do this podcast solo. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you and you're going to go, Bloody hell. We need to re-record this whole episode because I've changed my highlight. I mean, the bit of that I find most unbelievable is you remembering to send it to me after. Yeah, I might not bother even finding it because I can play <laughs> it in my head still. I just can't think what kits they're wearing. Right, okay. Well, your nice segue has been wasted because you've been rambling on. So, week 11 picks. Thursday Night Football is an absolute corker. The Cincinnati Bengals go to Baltimore to play their AFC North division opponent. Both teams coming off a loss. Both teams with genuine Super Bowl ambitions with two star quarterbacks with genuine MVP aspirations. John has gone for the home team, the Baltimore Ravens. The Lamarmi is strong. Lamar Jackson gets it done. Paul has gone for? They draw. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. That was the longest build-up I think I've ever done. And he just said, oh, neither. Oh, I don't know. Probably no one wins. I do know. I think Ravens are going to win. But I need to say a draw and it's the closest game of the week. Can you pick a boring game? Anyway, right. Let's not dwell. Um, much less build-up required. Dallas play... Carolina. Whoa. Presumably win. We've got it in different orders. Uh, but yeah, I will be thinking Cowboys win that. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Browns in another AFC North divisional matchup with playoff spots on the line. We're I mean, not necessarily this week specifically, but in a few weeks' time they will be. Um, I found this one tough, but I went. For the Browns, just because I don't believe in the Steelers' offense. Yeah, I think Walker will get it done. Yeah. Cleveland. So I just forgot how to spell. Cleveland Browns. Um, another divisional game. The Chicago Bears go to Detroit to play the Lions. Lions for me. I, I'm going to say Lions for the purpose of this podcast. Okay. But in real life, if Bears 
against lions, a bear would win. Right, the animals. Yeah, they're yeah, they're animals. Okay. Oh yeah, did you know so go to school? We're talking about football teams. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I'm saying in purpose of the the podcast we're doing about football teams. It depends on how many lions. Two bears, fifty six lions. What made you choose fifty six? Don't know. Seven times eight, isn't it? Well, uh, no more questions. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Um, the Los Angeles Chargers go to Lambeau to play the Packers. I will pick the team who are playing against the Packers. Yep. Yep. Put me down for that as well, please. And a really interesting matchup. The Arizona Cardinals with their new star, Kyler Murray, going to Texans to play their, their new star, CJ Stroud. And back in my boy, CJ Stroud. And the Houston Texans. As am I. Nice. Because I've got this written in a different order. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd been sarcastic about an exciting lineup. Oh no, I was I was excited by that. Yeah, yeah. Well, with them, that is. Oh, exciting. I see what you mean. But with Dolphins against Raiders, seems pretty obvious to me. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, that's not the next one. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm in charge. Right. The Tennessee Titans go to their divisional matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jags bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a fairly comfortable bounce back. Should be. You never know. Especially with divisional games. Um, the Raiders against the Dolphins. 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 Yes. Top um, the, team against the bottom team. The Giants against the Commanders. I've gone for the Commanders. Or more actually, I've gone for the team who are playing the Giants. Yeah, I've not gone for a winner this that game. I've gone for a loser though, and that's Giants. Right, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um the Bucks against the Niners. Surely the Niners can keep their one game win streak going. I mean, I've gone for that, but maybe the, I don't know. I sense an upset, but I've gone for 49ers. You can go for the upset. No. <laughs> it's a gut feeling, but not strong enough to act on. I mean, you do have to pick some that are different to me, otherwise you're never going to catch up because you are losing in this game. That's not the one. That's not the one. Okay. Well, none of them have been the one. You've guessed exactly the same as me thus far. Yeah, but <laughs> you've got to let me choose first and then you guess the same as me. No, no. This is the privilege of being in the lead. I can choose whatever I like because if, if we both win, it's fine by me. Let's continue. Um, the Jets against the Bills. I'm going for the Bills. Yeah. But genuinely wouldn't surprise me if the Jets win this game like 12 points to 10. Well, go Jets then, mate, and I'll go Bills. No, I'll catch you up Bills. by one point. Uh, the Seahawks against the Rams. It's another one. I've gone for the Seahawks, but I could see this going either way again. Yeah, I was tempted to put this one for my draw, but I just can't see Rams drawing. I don't What's know why. 
Well, I feel like a draw, they've got to have better defences and worse offences. I feel like Rams are going to get points. I feel like it's going to be close, but Seahawks will win. But the game you have gone for a tie is Bengals-Ravens, both of whom scored scored and conceded about 30 points last week. Well, yeah, I should have gone for Brown-Steelers, shouldn't I? But I've done (laughs) Right. Um, the Vikings go to Denver on Sunday night football. Um, I'm backing Josh Dobbs and the lads. Yeah, my MVP. MVP. Um, and, oh my God, the Monday night game is incredibly dun, dun, tasty. Dun. A Super Bowl rematch between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Huge game. Statement win for whoever wins this. John has gone for the away team, the Philadelphia Eagles. No, you haven't. I have. Is that just because... You reckon... Okay. They're Uh, 8-1. They're the best team in the NFL. I've gone for that. But is that Arrowhead? Yeah. But also, Kansas City's best receiver is called Rice. And he's what? No one had heard of him. He was a rookie that was drafted in like the third round or whatever. Who are these guys? When you say best receiver, are you including Kelsey? Uh, no. I do think Kelsey is better than yeah. almost everyone. Yeah, I've also gone Eagles, obviously. So, Go so we've picked exactly the same for every single match other than the game where you force yourself to pick a tie. Yeah, and I... And for that game, I also think Ravens will win like you, but I had to stay a tie. Right. So this game is becoming a little bit meaningless. Well, yeah, if you keep guessing the same as me. Can I swap my tie to Brown Steelers? I think that'll be a tie. Do you actually want me to do that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. I would love it if the Ravens game was a tie. Right. So you've now gone for a tie in that, the Browns Steelers game. That would kill me. <laughs> I know it would. I think that's more likely. Right. Okay. All the picks are in. The picks are in. Finalized. Is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, just pray for Eagles, please. Pray for the Eagles. You want the entire listenership of this podcast to pray for Eagles? I want way more people then who listens to this to pray for the Eagles. Which I mean we we get pretty good numbers. Uh I want seven times high. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I want higher numbers. Uh but yes, including everyone that listens to this. Sounds like you don't have much faith in the Eagles, Paul, if you're relying on prayer. It Which just, I know you don't believe in. It just doesn't hurt, does it? It just doesn't hurt. God. All right, that concludes our broadcast day. All right, bye, Paul. See you next week. Bye.